Hello, this is Amida Switlow from QSO VSO West. I'm really pleased to be sitting by a babbling brook. <laughs> That's what you hear in the background. Um, QSO VSO West, I'm in Kelowna with a lovely couple, Chantelle and Paul Merckx. Thank you. Uh, it's a delight to see you, to meet you for the first time. Yeah. When did you guys serve with uh, QSO? Uh, in 96, between 96 and 98. Okay, two years. Two years, two it years. was a two year contract, it was the, the minimum contract at that time. Yes. And um, so uh, uh, they first offered me um, a contract in, in Africa, I think in Ghana. Yes. Uh, to be uh, as a certified translator okay. to uh, from English into French uh, to uh, educate the people there, uh, a pool of translators who were learning how to translate professionally and organize themselves, etc., and the tools and everything. But you didn't take that position? No, because I wanted to uh, work for children. Okay. So you ended up going to Jamaica? Jamaica, six months later. Okay. And, um, and Chantal could come with me, which uh, was important. Uh, Chantal, you're an early... Oops, I'm sorry. You're an... That was a dog. <laughs> an early childhood educator? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I have to live with little children. Uh, they were from three years to six years. Sometimes we had this eight years old as, as well in our class. Yes. Yeah, and um, it was really, really interesting to see these little alive people. <laughs> they are there, they are, aren't they? They are very so playful. Alive. Oh, I love them. I love them. Oh, I really did. At yes. any point during this interview, you're welcome to switch to French because QSO uh, VSO is supposed to still be bilingual. <laughs> okay. So, you, if but I ask. you follow? With yeah, French? I can understand oh, okay. French. Oh, Not perfectly, but okay. if you feel like speaking French, it's just fine well, with me. What did you end up doing in Jamaica, Paul? Um, okay, uh, the mission there, the, the, the objective was to help uh, that institute. It was an institute uh, managed by the former um, moderator of the United Church of Jamaica. Okay. And he was president at the same time of an institute called Melnaton Institute, and that institute, the, uh, the la raison d'être of the institute, was to take care of the education of children of Hanatown, um, which was a ghetto. Uh, the Jamaicans so, didn't go there, uh, the taxi drivers didn't want to go there, it was difficult to find a taxi driver. So you guys weren't in some fancy-dancy place in Jamaica? Chantal, yes. because I worked yes. in the office the main office in the city and um, so my objective was to teach them how to make money in their five um, commercial enterprises they had a little hotel they had a garage they had a, a re little restaurant <laughs> uh, a garment factory and um, a, a wood carving factory 
So these five commercial units were supposed to make money, but in fact they made only losses. Mm. Okay. So they wanted a, an um, well industrial expert or business expert, which I was, to teach them and to give them, you know, to counsel them. So things like setting up their books so that they could understand where they were. They had. They had a charter accountant working oh, on did? the spot, uh, <laughs> a, a Ghanaian volunteer. Oh no, no, a Ghan no. Um, Guinea. Guinea, Guinean volunteer. Oh, yeah. I see. But he was in big trouble because nobody there could understand accounting. So yeah. it's complex. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys got an introduction. You did? Were you recruited from Quebec? Or from no, from Kelowna. From Kelowna. I mean, no, 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 no from, from Vancouver. Vancouver. From Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, from Vancouver. At that time, you were in Vancouver. Yeah. And where did you guys go to? Where did you study ECE? Uh, first in Luxembourg. Okay. A long time ago, and then uh, I got a job here in uh, Vancouver, in West Vancouver, which I loved. So beautiful. The director was a wonderful person. A wonderful person. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful spot, and it was such, such an education there. Really wonderful, compared to others. Um, and there I worked before I went to Jamaica, and I could go back right away when I came back from Jamaica. So, what made you both actually decide to go on a, to take two years out of your life? How old were you then? In your at that time, um, okay, no, no, so in your 50s you decide to take two years out of your life yes was that a difficult thing to do I think every change for me was difficult but my husband does it so good <laughs> I always with him and everything every time I think it works well Right. Yeah, yeah, Chantal is really the perfect, the, the, the model, loving spouse who would go anywhere yes. to help me realizing my dreams. Okay? And it was a life dream that I had to help children in the world because I had been abandoned myself until I was five. Uh, I was born during the war in Belgium, okay. which was not the perfect uh, environment. Yes. And uh, my father was uh, fighting in Germany with the English army and <laughs> my mother had disappeared. Uh, so um, I was there abandoned and uh, for many years and uh, was taken by sisters, you know, uh, monks. Or, uh, and um, at the age of five I was saved by an old couple who was actually my grand aunt and an uncle by... Uh, wedding and uh, they kind of adopted me okay. and I, when they when I saw them the first time I didn't know them well, wow, okay, so this is so, a story yeah and then uh, I was extremely um, sick and uh, in bad shape uh, mentally and physically and everything it's normal uh, in that kind of environment and so um, I always dreamed of helping children orphans or children of the street since I was a little a little boy so my first letter uh, was a letter sent to my aunt 
uh, telling her that I was so happy because I was in Thailand. I don't know where I'd seen that in Thailand mm -hmm. uh, teaching the, the children in the street. <laughs> wow! And so that's your imagination. Seven years old or six years old? Yeah, yeah. So, so he he hung on, he hung on to that subject, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, he but didn't it was leave it. Of course, the contrary, it's getting stronger and stronger. That As he gets older, because yeah. after your Cuso uh, uh, mission, yeah. you have gone on to actually work in orphanages and yeah. volunteer your time. Yeah, but not immediately because. That ended up in '98, and uh, then I came back. I didn't know what to do at my age at that moment. Yeah. So I, I thought I would uh, clean the, the glasses somewhere. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. Because what can you do at, at that age? So, um, especially in, in a foreign country for me. So, I mean Canada. So, um, a friend of mine said, but Paul, you are so, so specialized and you have studied seven years economics and I had been teacher at Quantum College, teacher of economics oh, really? also, and at the same time businessman. So um, I said, why don't you translate specialized, very specialized translation from English into French for Technical. agencies in New York? Okay. who are craving for people who know about what you know, but they have to ask translators who are not of the profession yeah, and uh, don't, don't know the... Translators are not economists. No, yeah. no, okay, so, uh, and I say, okay, and so during nine years I did that job. I, I, I was trans technical translator, financial translator especially. Financial. For, for the Yeah, for the, the stock exchange and stuff in New York. Wow. So, <laughs> Yeah, but um, I didn't like that. Yes. And then when I could retire, okay, I said, no, it's finished. I will do it. I will go for, for it definitely. And that's decided me to, 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 to search. For orphanages. Yeah. And uh, I, in my opinion, I didn't qualify for that, for Cuso, because I had never done that before. So, um, and maybe the age I thought I was, we were too, too old, okay. Mm -hmm. So, and I was looking desperately on, on the internet to find orphanages anywhere. Mm -hmm. But anywhere, I didn't know where to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. There is the language barrier. Oh, I have to go to Africa. But we have family here, so I was And suddenly uh, a lady, a friend of mine said, oh, you know what? I have a very good friend, she's Peruvian, and she lives here in, Kelo in, uh, in Vancouver. And that's how we got to Peru. Oh, so the orphanages that you went to serve in were in Peru? Yeah, yes, but yes. Uh, These were short, short period, yeah, very, yes. very short term. Actually, we went to Peru, invited in the family of that lady in Vancouver, so we had somewhere to go and to, to sleep and to live. Yeah. And uh, I met immediately a lady there who was a director of the... La Union Biblica de, de, de Peru, uh, Fine, got the, it. the Gospel Union of Peru. Okay. Yeah. And um, so we spent the first month there uh, traveling through Peru to find what we, where we could go, etc. And um, okay, I, I, I stop the details yeah, now. Yeah. Finally, after three months looking and searching, we found uh, two orphanages in Arequipa. 
to work on. Yeah, the way we, were, we, we would be able to work. So you got to use your ECE, your early education? Uh? I, I was with the little children again. Yes. <laughs> yes, there were not many, but there were two that I always had three. Three, and then all the others when they came out of school, but they were a little older. So, yes. may I ask you both um, to tell me, out of your experiences with QSO in Jamaica, something that struck you about that experience. What did it do for you or what did you feel? Anything like that? Okay, um, many, many, many things. So, uh, one thing. <laughs> just hard. one thing. It's okay. hard, right? Um, I f did not feel very happy because I was not in direct contact with the children. Okay. I was like at the office, etc. But, of course, I visited the school many times. And so, but one day, one day, uh, with my supervisor, we went to control the installation of dry latrines. You yeah. say that? In the middle of a big, 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 big uh, shanty town area. Big pool. Awfully. Uh, a slum. A slum, okay? And uh, the only thing they had was a hose that came to the middle of the that in huge slum, a, a, a hose, a hose with water. Wow! That was it. Okay, they had nothing else. They had no current water, of course, anywhere. They had no electricity. They are no. They had no toilets or washrooms, or whatever. So you imagine what kind of slum it was. And so, uh, I think the Rotary or whatever decided to install four or three latrines somewhere, dry latrines, and we had to visit it to control if it was done properly. And I was there and my supervisor was talking with uh, the, the community leader, because they had a community leader, they were about maybe 400 people there. Uh, and I was listening and suddenly my attention was drawn by something in my leg and it was a little girl <laughs> it's very emotional thinking about these things yeah. isn't it she was maybe three years old and she was half naked or whatever and uh, she had taken my, you know, my pants with one hand and I looked at her and she, she was looking at me with a smile, with a beautiful, loving smile. And I said, gosh, it's the children telling me where I have to go. Okay. I have to, I have to love them, them. It's that. That's what they miss. She didn't care about water and about clothes and food and whatever. The only thing, the only thing for her that she was missing was a loving father or a love from some father, you know. And um, that's amazing. It's the children actually who tell you the lesson, who teach you the lesson of life, not oh. the adults, you know. That's a brilliant yeah. story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, Chantal, can you beat that one? <laughs> Take us back to uh, that time and tell me something oh, about your experience. In Jamaica, they, they live differently from, from 
our kind of life. So I don't know. Um, they had strong characters, the parents and the children as well, and strong, uh, strong way of living with lots of energy. And uh, I was more used to to be gentle and soft, and so they came on my on my lap, and they were very happy, two and two for for a moment. But in fact, they couldn't because the. It, it, the, the director was not used to that system, yes. so they had to get. So it was but, strict. But it was strict. It was it was their way yeah. of educating. Yes. And uh, as I was always soft with the children and gentle and understanding and having lots of lots of time for them when they asked something to me, there was a, a one father one day he he came to me. And he said, well, I love the way you're working. I was so happy. A parent. a parent, a father. He said, that's what I want to do too with my children, not hit them, being good for them, love them. I thank you so much. <laughs> it was beautiful for me. It was lots of energy coming to me. Yes. And... Uh, do I have time for another one? Sure. A little one for little children? Yes, I love the little children. <laughs> yeah, they are beautiful. They are beautiful in Jamaica. Everywhere, but in Jamaica. Um, one day I came, I got just out of the taxis, saw my little children around the little, all together. They are looking at the ground and one child taking an animal and an, an insect and taking out the legs. So I said, mm, that's the moment to talk. Ah, you're doing this. Oh, okay. And then I told them that that hurts the animal, like it would hurt us when we take off an arm or a finger or whatever. And that these animals are so useful. They they eat the other animals that are dead, so we we don't get sick because there's nothing dead on the on the uh, lying down for us. And. Uh, well, the next day I see that little boy who was doing all that in a circle with others, explaining what I told him. Oh my God! It's beautiful. So you never know if it if it hits the children in the, the good way, but you are so surprised they they get everything, everything. Children absorb between yeah. the age of. Uh, zero and five years old, just yeah. about everything. It's a sponge. It's a it's sponge. sponge. Yeah. It's so. a sponge. Another time, yeah, uh, it was the last day that I came to say goodbye, and I was sitting outside in the in the, the schoolyard, and there were children on my lap everywhere. You were there. You said there was one sleeping. I didn't see yeah. it because she was not looking at me. Two sleeping ones, and then. Um, came a mama, very sad, and she had a little boy. I took care of him very much too. And uh, she came to me, she said, but who's going to love our children now? Oh my God. So this is a really sad note, but I have to say it's a happy note. It's a happy note, it's a happy note, because what they got, they got. And I always think that if there would be bad moments for them, they would go back in to memory to these moments and would be reconforted. 
So for both of you, Paul and Chantel, uh -huh. thank you for your service and thank you for loving children mm -hmm. so much and I uh, look forward to seeing you again. Oh, thank you so much for coming here, for doing all what you did, because it's people like you who start the thing. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> thank you. We are so 